Kia and welcome to Jewels from NZ. But this is not your average Aotearoa or Glitter episodes, oh no. This is August, and as we know, the month of August is for RPG. So welcome back to the RPG A Day, Fader Bison Takeover episode. Okay, so it's day 16, and the prompt is move. And I'm going to talk to you about how we move around the world of Aizen, I guess. Um, I'm losing track of what I have and haven't talked to you about before, because I am not really writing any of this down. So, if I'm repeating myself at all, well, we're halfway through the month, and that's likely to happen from now on, because my memory is terrible. But... Let's talk about Hodge, because Hodge is one of the main ways that we move through the world. Hodge, I've I've definitely mentioned him before. My um my celestial wolf companion. He's my ranger companion. Um, but he is large size, rideable by two and a half people, we decided. Um, and uh, has giant angel wings. And he got these when he died, uh, protecting me from hellhounds, I think, from memory, in the killing grounds in Stormore. And um, I basically did a favor for um, someone. Oh my god. Sorry. It's, it's 11.30 at night, and I'm putting this out before I go to sleep. Um... We did a favor for somebody, I think Dreyfer managed to convince um, Hodge to come back or, or somehow reach Hodge and give Hodge a lifeline to come back from the dead. Sort of as my ranger companion guardian angel. Um, and it does mean that now when the DM's like, oh, there's a ravine, however will you cross this giant ravine? We're like, we get on Hodge and we fly over. Duh. Because there's uh, usually two sort of medium humanoid-ish figures and Arcus the Cloud Demon, um, literally made of cloud. So not exactly heavy. In fact, we usually say that Arcus sort of floats um, so I could hang on to Hodge's tail and just sort of float behind and that would be fine. But yeah, so Hodge is one of our main ways of getting around the world. Obviously he still has to fly, which means he still has to rest. Um, but he definitely gets us places faster, which is cool. But then we have instant travel that hurts quite a lot. And I've definitely, again, talked about the sanguine knife and the blood portal it creates. Um, but let's go into that a bit more in detail again, because I've, I've talked about how it, um, we arrive in a puddle of blood, but I'm not really sure that I've explained that properly. So essentially the knife works like you stab yourself and you can travel to a destination that you have been before or that you know of. No, you have been before. Um, it's, costs 1d12 damage to create the portal 
to yourself, piercing damage. And then it costs 1d12 piercing damage for every, like, creature that goes through the portal. And so usually it's me and Arcus and Hodge. So I, you know, I take 3d12 damage for just traveling through. But then once we're in the portal, right, so the blood streams out of me um, sort of sideways, forming this whirling portal vortex thing. Sort of, you know, think, um, oh, what's that star program? Why do I keep thinking Star Quest? That's wrong. Stardust, that's a movie. Oh, my God. You know, the ones with the big blue portals, um oh why is it so hard to remember joey's gonna be screaming at me again um anyway that with the big blue portals with the round ring it's kind of like that um sort of rippling blood and then we dive on through and as you dive on through it's like it's like you're hurtling through space at pace but it's blood red and it's it's both seconds and hours. Like, it doesn't actually take very much time at all. It only takes minutes out of your day, out of your character's day, minutes, which is very handy. Um, but um, what it what it feels like is both seconds and hours. So it's like this weird time stretch of space and time and, yeah. And then we arrive on the other side and you sort of get thrown out of the portal on, that appears on the other side. So as what other people see is like this blood portal forming out in the middle of nowhere and then characters kind of popping out the blood portal, which sort of explodes much like, you know, when you pop a balloon. So as we come out, the portal sort of explodes onto us. So we come out absolutely soaked in blood. Um, which is a pretty dramatic way to arrive anywhere. <laughs> um, and then the blood kind of, because it's magical, um, sort of like dries off us and doesn't leave any like mark behind or stain behind or residue of any kind. It sort of disappears off us. Definitely not back into us. <sighs> Or Marley would be usually have more hit points than she does when she arrives, which is problematic because we use the sanguine knife when we're in a hurry to go somewhere, right? Because usually because the town's being attacked and they're in trouble. But the problem with that is you get there and you've got half your hit points. So I've got to heal myself up before I can even get into the action, really. So we use it a lot but we probably shouldn't use it as much as we do it's just that we're always in a bloody hurry to get places so that's the thing yeah so i guess that's move for the eyes and takeover thanks Kia ora, and thanks for joining me in this Jules from NZ RPG A Day Takeover episode. I hope you're enjoying getting to know the fate of eyes and some more tune in tomorrow for our next prompt Thanks for my gems, James, Jason, Barry, Liren, KP, Ezekiel, and Joey. And a big thanks to you for listening. We'll be back to NZ and Glitter episodes in September, but August is for RPG. Inohora ka kite ano. 
Goodbye and see you again soon. Mwah.